You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Yes. Well, we had a chat, didn't we? We certainly I don't did. Know, I mean, basically, this is what we... We had a chat. We um, about a chat. Lots of different things. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah. And then Martin Kellner came in and we continued to chat. It's effectively all it is. He people covered a talking. lot of ground, really. It's just people talking, well, isn't it? We can't is, dress Jim. up as anything else. <laughs> oh, Dave Bautista. Yeah, probably. Dave Bautista, he was good. He had he's, a good voice, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's an actor and uh, a former wrestler, uh, MMA, a nice guy, wasn't he? He's got a new film, which has yeah. got a bit of a sporting link. A bit of a sporting link, yeah. So you'll hear that. Uh, and then you've got an extra clip that we couldn't X-rated. Yes. Unintentionally so if X-rated. So if you're of a sensitive nature, yeah. don't listen to it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, look, okay. Uh, yeah, I think Andy's right. Uh, you know, cover the kids' ears or something. We have, we have pre-warned you. So here we go. <laughs> You, um, um, by the way, Vidi, uh, FC Vidi, you've drawn. Um, they used to be called Video Tom, the Hungarian side. Oh, that, Video. That's why they changed. You remember oh, them? You remember yeah. them, don't you? They Go changed on. their name uh, for some reason from Video Tom to uh, Vidi in <laughs> 2018. Honestly, it, it, when you don't make the Champions League and you're used to it, you, you sort of you, you don't really think about it. World Cup comes yeah. along, and but when it's it's the draw, it's when the draw happens, and you see Spurs have got that great draw. You know Barcelona, you'll be seeing Lionel Messi. Who am I going to be seeing from? I'll tell you who you'll be seeing. <laughs> Vidi. Let, let me let me tell you, you're going to be seeing for Vidi. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be seeing. Where's his name? I just seen it here. The goalkeeper. He sounds quite handy. His name is Shushed. <laughs> so they, you know, Shushed. he tried to speak out, but he was shushed. <laughs> of course, he was. Yeah. He's very good. And uh, the, oh, the it's great news for the, yeah. the Greek lads that you sit with at, uh, at the bridge, though. Oh, they'll be very excited. They're off to Salonika, aren't they? Yeah, they will be very excited. And the, well, they they like, go to all the games. They, so. I, the thing is, I, would, I think it would make mm. a fantastic documentary if you went with them, these boys. They're quite, they're quite, <laughs> they like a night out, don't they? They like a few beers, and they'll be on the home turf. I just think you with them abroad for a couple of days mm. in all their sweary magnificence in, in Greece, yeah. I think would, I'd watch it. That's <laughs> well worth uh, losing two days pay for. <laughs> Go yeah. on, Aggie. Invite him. Make him come. You can invite me, but I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be very funny. And uh, uh, we're reading today about a chef who cooks yeah. for a Premier League stars. I hope we can get him on, actually. We yeah. tried, but hopefully we'll get him in at some point. His name is Johnny Marsh. He's a private cook to the sport's best-known players. It all started with Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. And uh, he, he basically made 
Christmas dinner. The the princess, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. So he made Christmas dinner for Kevin no, De Bruyne. Wait, wait. Uh, the player liaison officer at City rang Johnny and was and was like, according to Johnny speaking, "Look, Kevin needs a chef over Christmas. Are you available?" Yeah. <laughs> I ended up um, cancelling quite a few events for him, and it was quite a risk. Luckily, it paid off. He made him Christmas dinner. Then he made... Uh, Christmas Day? Was he there like all Christmas Day just hanging about in the kitchen? I suppose so. He doesn't really tell. Oh. Whether, I don't know whether he told, made a turkey to him to heat it up. <laughs> I don't know. His Instagram page is full of his delicious creations, including beetroot chicken curry, vibrantly coloured tacos, yeah. chicken, spiced turkey burgers and katsu curry. Hardly what you'd expect for some of the world's most elite sports people. Why? Yeah. That sounds quite nice to me. What do you expect to have chicken and beans? <laughs> Things have moved on, haven't they? That's true. Yeah. He goes around, he says, with Ilke, Ilke Gundigan, yeah. I go around to his house every night wow. and cook fresh for him so he can have it on his dinner table. Can he come around to my place? It'd be yeah. great. Well, he probably says, Johnny, you can do what you like, but as long as my dinner's on the table when I get home, I don't really mind. That's Work it. with whoever you like. <laughs> anyway, hopefully But making, we'll... make, making uh, Gundigan's dinner every day, I mean, does he have that same conversation? Does he phone him after training? <laughs> he says, okay, it's Johnny. Hello, Johnny, yeah. What do you fancy tonight? Well, I don't mind. Well, come and give me more than that because I've got to go shopping. <laughs> this is what conversation. What, well, do you want chicken? Well, I don't really want chicken. I'll have the well, you said you didn't mind just now. <laughs> I'll have the beetroot chicken curry. Yeah. And, and Ilke says, it's hardly what you'd expect for some of the world's most elite sports people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I won't have that then. I'll have chicken and beans. And, or uh, a steak like the old days, five minutes before yeah. kickoff. I noticed there was a photo in the papers this morning of the There dress- wasn't, was there? <laughs> the dressage yeah. in the Burley Horse Trials. Yeah. And uh, I was, there's no one there. And I was thinking, where are all those people who love it during the Olympics? Well, you go, oh, why what can't you mean there's our- no one there? You can't get too close to the action. <laughs> why, why can't our dressage people be like our... Why can't our footballers be like our dressage but, stars? No, but it's not, it's not like the audience at Top Gear. You don't have people <laughs> on top of... Because, you know, the horses, they're big, aren't they? And they're, no, you know, but they- people drove me mad during the Olympics. They're going, oh, dressage they? is so great. Well, people kept... No, who, who are these people? <laughs> Spencer Mill. What, London cab Spencer drivers. Mill was going on about how great dressage was. He wasn't, was he? He was. I God, said, Jim, are you going to watch Euro... Sport dressage. He's really lost his way. He wasn't carrying on about our great dressage. I mean, that's, that's, that's <laughs> not <laughs> dressage. Anyway. Oh, is um, that it? No, no, no. Well, I'm just going to say to you, Andy, oh, that yeah. um, it, it looks like Spurs will be playing their game against Watford in the League Cup, mm. uh, at the Carabao Cup, uh, at Milton Keynes. I know. I heard Bob, and, um, Bob was very unhappy about it this morning with Jim. I yeah, I mean, that. this was, they had obviously, they'd been mm. talking to. Uh, MK hadn't they uh, about the whole idea of playing games there yeah. had Wembley not happened and of course this won't have a massive crowd there and they did ask the fans we were talking to Martin Cloak from the Supporters Trust last week about what they were likely to do and uh, I mean to be honest uh, Watford would have been better they said oh we only would have got 10% of the tickets there but I think most people would have preferred to play at Watford they would but um, <laughs> off to Milton Keynes but there is something about it I'd like to think it's the only time Spurs will ever play a home game at MK Dons so I'm thinking to myself, I might go in a kind of form of self-flagellation. To sort, you know what I mean? Like beating myself on the back with sticks. It's uh, just that, that moment when it's pouring rain after extra time and pins. of that way, though. It's not too No, far, but you got, I've got to go into London and back out really? north. Yeah. So, um, but to do it, it's, it's going to be like um, the 
pistols at the Manchester Free Trade Hall. Everybody will turn around and just come and say, I was at that game. Well, you couldn't have been, mate, because they would have played it the Maracanã. They would have played it at Hamden, really. It would have been Eintracht Frankfurt versus uh, Real Madrid because they didn't have 135,000 people in the stadium. I, I mean, Bob was being very critical of the club. I don't know what Tottenham are supposed to do. What can they do? Yeah, all right, they've made a mistake. They probably should have said stadium's not going to be ready till next summer. That would have been better planned. But in having tried to do it for this year and failed... What can they do now? They yeah. can't. They've got to play the games. You see, I feel for them a little bit. It's not, you know, it's not the ideal situation. But I was waiting. People would like prefer if they sort of forfeited the matches. I mm. would imagine that that's that's the alternative. They got nowhere to play. They can't play anywhere. But um, anyway, mm. Milton Keynes. It looks like it's going yeah, to be like the good. EFL. I've got to agree that. But I am quite tempted. I'm quite tempted to say well, standing go. standing at Milton Keynes Station, eleven o'clock at night in the pouring rain, <laughs> thinking, why did I do this? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Talking of West Ham, uh, there is a new film out uh, next week. It's out in cinemas and indeed on Sky Cinema on the 7th of September. It's called Final Score. And this is just a bit of a flavour of the trailer. Mr Knox, listen to me very carefully. We have your niece. Somewhere in this stadium is Dmitry Belov. If he is not found within 90 minutes... We will detonate explosives, killing everyone inside. The clock is ticking. Tick. Talk. What a great baddie voice. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Knox is with us uh, in yeah. the studio. Yeah. He's a wrestler, yeah. MMA fighter, actor, yeah. of course, uh, Dave Bautista. Good afternoon, Dave. Hey, how are you? Thank good. you for having yeah, me. Yeah, good, thank yeah. you. This is, this is um, for West Ham fans. This is, must be great to have a kind of a movie made, a kind of living record of their old ground because it was shot at the yeah. bunny ground before it was, uh, it was bulldozed. Yeah, and that's how this whole thing came about. It's from, uh, you know, our, our producer, Mark Goldberg, uh, grew up in the stadium. I think he'd been going to games since he was uh, four or five years old. He grew up in the stadium, and he, was, uh, he knew it was going to be demolished, and he thought, you know, what's the best way I can play, uh, pay tribute to my beloved stadium and say yeah. goodbye and make a... Let's make an action movie. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's a, it's yeah. a, look, it's a That's great, a great idea. It's a, yeah. And this is a, a really kind of good idea for yeah. a film because, yeah. you know, I mean, after what happened in Paris, we we did see right. kind of heightened security around football stadiums yeah. and it is a kind of constant fear. So I'm yeah. sure in some ways this movie sort of taps into that. It does, you know, it does. But at the same time, you know, we, uh, you know, we weren't setting out to make Zero Dark Thirty. We wanted to make a popcorn movie. Sure. This is an action thriller and so we don't, you know, want people to think too much into it. It's really just, it's a, it's a fun movie. It's a fun action-packed movie. If they go in really being over analytical about this film, they're going to be hugely disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to break down real fast yeah. if they start analyzing. It's a fun. It's an action movie. It's a it's a throwback film. It feels like an, an '80s '90s action film. It yeah. feels uh, very much like Die Hard, which we try. You know, we we tried to purposely compare it to. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Some of the stunts sound amazing. Did There's you do? Stunts. Did you do those? You I said? don't do the bigger stunts. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with saying I don't do the bigger stunts. Right, yeah. um, and I, I wouldn't am, do. Them. I am. <laughs> you I wouldn't do a, the smallest. Thing. I wouldn't yeah. do anything. I, I do like to do my own fight scenes. I'm, I think I'm qualified to do that. I yeah. think I'm actually pretty good at doing my fight scenes. It actually saves a lot of time because we don't have to cut around my stuntman's face or anything like that. Hmm. But when it comes to jumping off a building or riding a motorcycle off a building, like I have a really, really qualified stuntman named Rob DeGroot who's been with me through 12 films now. Wow. And um, even in Bond Inspector, when you know they set my character on fire, I was okay to say, hey, 
Rob, would you mind if they set you on fire? <laughs> I don't care to be set on fire. So once uh, you find a guy, Dave, yeah, like that, yeah. someone who looks like you, yeah. probably moves like you, yeah. and is believer, I mean, so you kind of stick with them. They that kind of continue. That is exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was, no, I had done a few films. I met Rob on the first Guardians. I met him here in London. Mm-hmm. And they found him for me, actually. And this was the first time that I had found a stuntman who could actually do everything I could do and then some. He was not only that, but he was big and huge and jacked, but he was also an athlete. Hmm. Because up until then, they were, I was finding these great big bodybuilders who they were bringing in as my stunt doubles, except that I was 10 times more athletic than they were. (laughs) (laughs) So I always ended up doing my own stunts, which, you know, when you have a larger role can end up being a bad thing because if you get injured, on a big film, yeah, and you, you know, struggle it costs to, lots of money. It costs lots of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in so is it that moment when you read a script, you think, mm. okay, they'll expect me to do that. They won't expect me to do mm. that. I'd quite like to do that, but they probably won't let me do that. Do you right. get some things like that going on? No, no, no. I don't think too much about that because a lot of times, you know, although the the descriptions for physical stuff will be described, sometimes it may be very vaguely described mm-hmm. and it kind of that's one of those things you kind of work out um when you get onto a, a film set um a lot of time like the bond uh when i was on specter it was a long like maybe a month of, of fight rehearsals uh, mm-hmm. for one scene um so there are things like that where you kind of to work out and they're all thing, things that they'll work out like if you're physically just not able to do certain things they'll work around them so uh, stuff like that that's always discussions and conversations and yeah. they never i've never been asked to do th- anything that I was uncomfortable with. I've always been given an option. How did that switch come about from pro wrestler to, to acting? It um it came about uh, out of out of spite. <laughs> it came, well, first I have to say it came from me discovering that I was a horrible actor and I wanted to become a better actor mm. and I wanted to do it while I was still with WWE. They would not give me the opportunity within the company. So I said that I should be like, given the opportunity to do it outside of the company. They said absolutely not. And I said, well, then I'm going to let my contract uh, run out and I'm going to leave. And uh, so that's exactly what I did. Mm. And I set out to be an actor. Well, brave move. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it, was, it was brave, uh, maybe a little stupid. <laughs> 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 there was three years of, of me barely working. And it was, uh, you know, it was a nice thing with the WWE. I made a very good living there. I was uh, very comfortable and I could have stuck with that. But I just, I wanted to, I wanted to do something else. Yeah, yeah. We were talking WWE. Yes, mm. we had a guest who's just written a book about wrestling, and we were right. talking about storylines oh, that they do. And, yeah. and you'd, you'd imagine that would have prepared you to be an actor, but in, yeah. in, in other words, it didn't. Yeah. It's it quite heightened, you... though, isn't it? Yeah. The yeah. WWE acting is yeah. quite. It's, it's quite. It's very big, big and it's very broad big. Yeah, and yeah, conversational yeah. as well. Yeah. You couldn't go on screen like that. Probably, no, <laughs> no. With the, you know, with um, with acting and film, it's very, it's very subtle and it's mm. very intimate. And uh, it's almost claustrophobic. Yeah. Uh, so no, I mean it's apples and oranges. But also, you know, I found found uh, you know my comfort zone with wrestling with physical performance. I mean that was my it was physical theater to me, and I was mm. I was good at that. I was comfortable with that. It was always when it came to opening my mouth <laughs> that I was uncomfortable with. Even with you know talking on the microphone, which at the end of, end of my career I found my groove. Mm. But early on in my career, I, I trembled because I had a fear of public speaking. Oh, I had, wow. was very socially awkward, and I was very introverted. But physical, I was always confident, confident in my physical ability. So you took acting lessons, did you, afterwards? I did. When yeah. I left wrestling, I worked with an acting coach. I mean, I worked with him a lot. He yeah. actually, t- for my first film, um, he came with me. He, they actually gave him a part in the film, and he came with me to set, and we discussed things every day, and we rehearsed scenes, and, and I worked religiously with him. Hmm. Um, and then after my career started to kind of take off, 
I was really an, an on-the-job learning actor, and that's yeah. so my coaches became great actors who I was working with. Yeah. You've got a great voice. I mean, yeah, did, did thank you. you. Well, you have. It sounds <laughs> brilliant. It's a great yeah. radio voice. Yeah, I mean, oh, thank did, you. Does it, did, did you always, I mean, obviously you always had your voice, but right. I mean, did it change as you had the acting lessons, or was it always a sort of... No, I think I've, I've yeah. always, you know, I have somewhat of a, a monotone voice. I have somewhat of a, I guess, a raspy, deep voice. I think it's something I, that I've always had. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. Acting-wise, I mean, you, you, you've got a lot of great action movies, and you did Guardians of the Galaxy, as you said, um, and, and The Bond. Is there, yeah. is there other areas you'd like to do? You'd like to do some comedy and stuff? I mean, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Try. No, I, you know, I have I actually have a comedy that's going to come out ne next year. Yeah. I actually <laughs> just completed it not uh, not long ago with an, an actor named Kamel Nanjani. and I'm going to also do a uh, a family action comedy uh, later this year. And then, uh, yeah, I'd like to pursue that, but I want to be uh, across the board, like really just a, a well-rounded actor. And I like early on in my career when I was uh, actually uh, being cast for Drax and Guardians. Mm -hmm. uh, our casting director, her name is Sarah Finn. And she was talking to me about the guy who played Ronan, and his name was Lee Pace. And she said, oh, have you met Lee yet? And I said, no. And she said, oh, Lee's so great. He can do anything. And like, and that's what I want people to say yeah, about yeah. me. I, I really, I would take pride in someone like that saying, you know, you got to meet Dave. He, Dave can do anything. Yeah. Like, that's what, that's the guy I want to be. They say something similar to me that I can't do anything. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, right. what that's what I say about Andy. That's what I say. Yeah, you know, should meet Andy. He can literally do yeah. nothing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, we can see final scores, we said, from next week on Sky, and it's in cinemas yeah. as well. And often, like these kind of big, as you said, big popcorn movies. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's great. It's it's there on Sky, but right. if you can go and see it at a cinema, that's where they really come alive me, on a big screen. Yeah, it's a big screen. It's about the sound. Also, you know, there's nothing like it just going in the. It's you know, it's a thing like going to the popcorn. It's I mean, going to the theater and smelling the popcorn. It's like a whole experience. Yeah, to me, that I love it. That no, way. it's I completely prefer. different. And it's completely different. We're slightly running out of time, but tomorrow yeah. you get a bit of a treat. You're going to see West Ham. I am going to go see yeah West Ham. Yeah, play. Uh, my, this is my first football game. Wow, yeah, really? Yeah. You'll yeah. notice the difference of the stadium. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, we'll get to go down the pitch. I get to take my family down the pitch uh, before the game starts, mm. and then the chaos will ensue, and hopefully nobody will take over the stadium, and I won't be running around trying to <laughs> save anyone. Do you follow up? Yeah, Football, baseball yeah. team over in the states. Anybody you follow over there? Or? Not religiously. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a boxing fan. Like, oh, okay. Boxing is is my sport. I mean, right. that's what I was. You know, I will make a night out of a, a good fight. Oh, okay. Well, we have yeah. got some goodness coming up, so you yeah. should definitely come back for some of the big fights. We've got that's, some happening in the states. You know, what's and... funny is while I was filming this, I was supposed to go to. I, I think it was Triple G, and when he's fighting Kell Brook. Yeah. I mm. was supposed to go to that fight at the O2, and I got injured the night before, oh. and I couldn't go. Yeah, but well, yeah, hopefully <laughs> well, one day. Enjoy your family time in London. Yeah, great, thank you. great to meet you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Anyway, Andy, <laughs> yes. um, what have you got for us? Oh, okay. Oh, Nick Knowles, he's in the news today. Oh, yes. People are up, very upset. You ever been to, you ever been to Tintagel? I haven't. Fantastic. I, I, I know the story, though. Go so down the it, yeah. West Country and uh, check it out. It's an amazing place to walk around. Legendary home of... Home well, of, well, they say they believe. The birthplace of King Arthur. Camelot, of course, yes. uh, was. Not according to Nick Knowles. Oh, no. Well, he should uh, know. Nick has found the true uh, location of uh, Camelot. He doesn't care who knows. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. good, because we've got Tim Wanacott coming on later on from Celebrity Antrix Road Trip. He's found the Lost Sea of Atlantis. <laughs> they're, all, they're all coming on. It's basically, if you do kind of a daytime telly, um, mm. you then find great lost wonders <laughs> no, of the I get, world. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I couldn't think of any more. Just Tim Wanacott and uh, Atlantis. They're very true. Yeah. Now, what donut UEFA or put Sergio Ramos and Mo Salah so near to each other? Yeah. So one with a great you... sense of humour. Probably a Real Madrid fan, I'm guessing. Honestly, do you think it was deliberate or just a sort of oversight? It's very well, strange. Uh, do you think they also said to him, as you go past, just touch him, <laughs> touch touch him, him on, on the, the shoulder. shoulder? Yeah. It's a I think nice that was his thing. being funny, wasn't it? Hey, wouldn't it be great, though? I mean, there is something mm. of the WWE villain of uh, Ramos. Mm. It'd be great if Moa just stood up and knocked him out. I mean, I don't con- I'm not a violent man, Mr. Forty, as Bernard Cribbins once said. Yeah. But for once, I think we all, I think many people in the oh, room would have stood up. Uh, yeah, no, but get, do him at his own game. Stand up mm. as he goes to walk past. Bring him down. Just, no, just give him an elbow. He's the king of the elbow in the face, Ramos. He's, he's, he loves an off-the-ball elbow. Mm. So after the end of the uh, presentations, everybody's walking out. Just as he stood up, Ramos, just give him a dig with the elbow like he does about five times a game and <laughs> gets away with it. Here's one from the uh, court circular of the Times. Yeah. Uh, Mr. T.P.K. Meakin. And Miss T.P.K. Meakin? Yes, uh, Thomas Meakin. He's marrying uh, Miss G.J.C. Putter. Wow. And uh, he was thinking of dating her sister, but he didn't want to experiment with a new putter. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, hey. Oh, it's a shame it wasn't her birthday. <laughs> I know. That would have been Can't win them fantastic. All. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. The footballer, it says. I it. thought you might have gone down the old uh, Roy Hud route there with a fan. Fantastic. That, uh, that she'd been around the block a bit. She's a long handled putter. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's bad, really. Yeah. Uh, Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, that's right. Poor woman's getting married tomorrow. <laughs> have a, both have a great day. Have a great it was, day. It's all about the name. We don't know you, but we don't I'm know sure you, so you're just... wonderful people. Have yeah. a cracking day. If you're going to the wedding, <laughs> There's a bit of an umlaut over you as well, so it's probably Pooter. Okay. I'm cheating, because why not? Who would have seen it? Anyway, um, now, people talk about Alan Partridge and uh, things like underground, not underground tennis, monkey tennis. Underground tennis? Underground You've invented a new one there. Is that this kind of monkey tennis? potholing tennis? When they want to talk about a mad idea for a TV programme. But this one, honestly, where do these people come up with this? Emma Willis, right? It's called Emma Willis Delivering Babies. So the presenter swapping the celebrity Big Brother house for the maternity ward to train as a midwifery care assistant. Wow. Imagine you going to the hospital to give birth and then Emma Willis is there delivering your baby. Well, I think she'd have help. <laughs> I so. It's a bit of a strange idea for a programme, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. it is a bit. Will you watch? No. I mean, imagine there'd be lots of tears. You'd get to know. But I mean, I can see. I can see what it will look like. If you know what I mean. I mean, as a show. I mean, I imagine. It, you know, imagine what sort of show it will. It will be. It'll be kind of. It'll be a heart warmer. A bit heart warmer, but you know. Yeah. I can't. See. There she is at the end, holding the baby, tears running down well, her yeah, cheek. She stood there, watched it all happen. 
Christopher Biggins, orthopaedic surgeon. <laughs> I can't see this. <laughs> great, is it, really? That would be, be fantastic, be wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd you, watch that. your brain taken out by Nick Knowles. <laughs> Here's a bit of a Johnny Nash for you. Yeah. Olympic gold-winning wrestler Saori Yoshida, 35, mm. yeah. broke a world record by popping 129 balloons in 60 seconds using her buttocks. Wow. In Japan. What a great It's always a good place to use your buttocks, I'd <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. But really, that's how, how many, how many, um, how many did she do? 129. But did she have some sort of pin on her? I would, I would imagine so. <laughs> I mean, or did she have some just... kind of, Or did she sort of squeak? Oh, it's not going to that. I know. Mariano, well done to him, yeah. uh, the Real Madrid player. They've given him number seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what about that? that? No pressure. No pressure at yeah, all. He said, yeah, Why didn't they? They don't do this in football. Wearing? But in, in the basketball, if Cristiano Ronaldo had played for a basketball team and had been as wonderfully successful as he was for Madrid, they would have retired his shirt. They would have said, Here's, here it is in the rafters of the stadium. Yeah. Number seven, Ronaldo. No one will ever wear the, the seven shirt again. I, I think that's a good idea, really. But they never do it in football. Well, I mean, they, well, now and again they do, but there's probably well, other famous people that wore seven at Real, Madrid, at Real Madrid apart from him. There must have been others. Oh, yeah. Well, um, what's his name? Brilliant. Scored loads of goals. Uh, <laughs> football knowledge is sensational today. Uh, Raul? Famous Raul. Well, Wasn't he seven? Wouldn't you argue, wouldn't you argue that he, uh, he should have had it retired as well then on that basis? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Probably, okay, well, that's kind of why I'm getting so yeah, Come on, you're really getting in <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo's corner. We better rock on a minute of the time. I still haven't said about Rio Ferdinand. You haven't got time, you can come back to that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport, and uh, Todd Macklin joins us for an American Sports Roundup. We'll bring you the clips oh, for of the week. Sake. And squad number nine, Martin Kellner, will be here. But just to let you know that, uh, don't forget that you can watch Leicester versus Liverpool live tomorrow with a Now TV Sky Sports Day Pass for a one-off payment of just seven ninety-nine. So I'm sure tuning in all the football this weekend, wall-to-wall sport on TV to justify his exorbitant <laughs> fee for this slot. Martin Kellner. Hi, Martin. Hi. I will have been watching quite a lot this week, as oh, it good. happens. Yeah. Has anybody mentioned Mourinho on Talk Sport at all? He's, I think in passing, yeah. someone may have mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, he's been hogging the limelight somewhat, hasn't he? Has anybody suggested that it could... Because it's Aretha Franklin's funeral today. You've probably yeah. heard about that. Has anybody suggested that it, it was possibly his tribute to... What, the Mourinho? respect, respect. Respect, respect. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. Somebody yeah. cut it together uh, yeah, as a viral so was, thing, yeah. Somebody did. I thought it a lot of work. For little rules. There were some erasers. I mean, erasers, you could have put them in as well. You could have put them into a few songs mm, where that, could, that really, word yeah. features, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I watched that match, obviously. Yeah. Um, I watched the West Ham match as well. Yeah. Um, in the Carabao w- Cup. Uh, Marvellous. What a, what a triumph. Mm. <laughs> um, I like the interview with uh, Issa Diop afterwards. Yeah. Um, he says, Can you talk us through your goal? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did he say? He said, I receive the ball, I shoot. Yeah. Well, that was basically it's great it, just to boil it what, down to the well, essentials it is what he did yeah it was yes, a good goal exactly actually. what he did it was a good goal yeah um, they needed um, it though didn't you get that sense they really needed it really really mm. really needed it although I do like um, Pellegrino is is Pellegrino, Pellegrino is very um, is very sort of offhand about these things you mm. know they, afterwards they said to him this must be a massive result for you and he said well I don't mm. know about massive yeah which I thought oh, was exactly Man what, City manager you know yeah, 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 I was going to say, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, he's, there must be a bloke called Sam Pellegrino, wasn't there? 
You reckon Sam, Sam, Sam Pellegrino? Yeah, you yeah. think there is? Right, okay, there might be. Produces yeah. fizzy water. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Yeah. Uh, quite, quite expensive. <laughs> it was good. Anyway, that, that was fun. And drink anything else. <laughs> uh, and Scott Minto said exactly what I was thinking at the end when he said... Is he West. a psychic? <laughs> he, absolutely, he is. Scott, it's a good name for a psychic. Yeah, yeah well, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Scott Minto, you, sir, we've never met before, have we? Be Who's his spirit guide? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah, it'd be some uh, Native American. But anyway, so give them, um, West Ham get that. Their first win of the season. Mm. And he looked directly to the camera and says, they've got to do it in the league. Which, yeah. of course, we have. Yeah, of course, that's the key. We'll find out mm. tomorrow um, if they're any good. Um, I also watched uh, The Prince of Pennsylvania. I don't know whether it's another 30 for 30. I don't know yeah. whether you've seen that I've one. I've not seen that one. No, Absolutely no, brilliant. Well, if you ever saw the film Foxcatcher, did you yeah. see oh, that? I loved that film. With, well, with Steve mm. Carell and uh, Mark Ruffalo and uh, Channing Tatum. It was a fantastic film. Brilliant film. But I've never seen the documentary, which is based on uh, DuPont. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah, the, the documentary, The Prince of Pennsylvania, it's called that because these wrestlers, because he built up, anybody who's seen the film will know John DuPont had this massive estate in, uh, Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania. And uh, he brought in a load of wrestlers and swimmers, and the idea was to train them up. It was like a, almost a farm, train, training up wrestlers and swimmers to win Olympic gold because he was minted um, yeah. for some reason. I can't remember what he made all the money out of, but he made loads it's of quite money. an interesting to... choice. Wrestlers and swimmers, a bit sort mm. of out there, isn't it? But... it, is, it well, I don't it, remember the swimmers. They didn't feature in the film. They didn't feature in the film. There. No, the film was entirely... It was called Foxcatcher Farm. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. the film was called mm. Foxcatcher. But I was struck by the likeness, because I'd seen the movie, John DuPont, this eccentric millionaire, eccentric paranoid millionaire who, who built up this uh, training camp, he was the spitting image of Steve Carell. Wow. They put the... Um, I mean, Steve Carell obviously has, had to have a prosthetic nose because mm. he had a sort of a bit of a, a, a mm. strange-shaped nose, mm. DuPont. Uh, but apart from the nose, the, and the mannerisms exactly right as well. Yeah. And the wrestlers, the two, the Schultz brothers, uh, Mark Schultz and David Schultz. Mark Schultz was interviewed for the documentary. David Schultz was the wrestler that John Dupont killed. I don't know. Did you see the film? Yes, did, I have seen. Yeah, film, yeah. The, mm. the guy he killed when, yeah. he was, when he was doing the repairs. Spoiler alert! Bet <laughs> <laughs> you haven't. Well, <laughs> people, people would know. I yeah, think, people I think would, they it's a well-known story. He doesn't yeah. spoil but, it. Yeah. No, not a spoil. But I mean, they all looked exactly the same, and I thought this is very rare when you see and I was just thinking back to um, the men who stare at goats oh yeah, yeah. when John Ronson who's a, a fairly short Jewish guy from Cardiff with quite a whiny voice yeah. was played by George Clooney <laughs> and, and then you, you've the, the program you know the film about Lance Armstrong you got uh, David Walsh the yeah. uh, diminutive uh, Irish sports oh, played by Chris O'Dowd yeah. played by uh, Dwayne Johnson the rock yes, <laughs> yeah, an odd, very odd piece of casting <laughs> very odd piece of casting yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's really good. I mean, it's a it's a really good film, and uh, they all went to um, to Foxcatcher Farm. Mm. In um, despite the fact that Dupont, oh, I know what he made his money. I made a note of it. He made his money out of nylon and Teflon. Oh yeah, well, that's so, the Dupont name. That's what, so I was just yeah. wondering if it went right back to that. Yeah, yeah that was nylon and Teflon. So a very yeah. rich family, and he was trying to uh, impress his mum all the time by being a winner because wow. the, the family sort of won in horse events and that sort of thing and he was trying to impress his family by being uh, a winner which he couldn't quite do himself mm. um, but via these wrestlers that he was training and via the swimmers he could show his mum that he wow. was a winner can Ooh, I recommend oh, yes yeah, I just want to recommend a, if you've got 40 minutes spare at some point you have Netflix you will like this go it's and good. check out a, a documentary it's a true cr crime documentary with a sporting 
backdrop. Really? Oh, good. Called Longshot. Right. I recommend it to the listeners. It's an amazing story. I don't want to give away too much. It will involve one of your great comedy heroes as well, Martin. Again, oh, I don't want to give away because no. it kind of, yeah. it's a sort of, within that 40 minutes, it's a couple of quite big reveals. So if you've got a chance, you'll probably see it there on the. Uh, on Netflix. I, I remembered the story though. You may well remember when it's, you watch yeah. it. You're thinking, it's, oh, yeah, but that again, I, I don't. I want no. to sort of skirt around the edges. Right. But uh, what's so, called long shot? A, a long shot. A great yeah. uh, comic uh, star, and indeed uh, a bit of a sporting baseball backdrop. So I recommend that, and right. it's, it's worth watching. Excellent. Well, they're talking to baseball. I mean, I presume this comedy hero of mine is a baseball fan, so I probably know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but another big baseball fan is Spike Lee. Um, and I know you've seen his film Black Klansman yet. I haven't, no. no. Oh, you must go and see it. it, if it you, I mean, I know it's good. not, strictly speaking, sport, except that Spike Lee is a... He's a massive, he's a massive, massive basketball fan, isn't he? Basketball. Courtside court yeah. court uh, with the Knicks. He's got those, he's got with the Knicks. The Knicks, right, yeah, yeah. He's got those courtside seats. Mm. But, yeah, highly recommended. If you enjoy black exploitation movies from the 70s... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you enjoy all that, the soundtrack is just phenomenal. OK, well, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, the other thing I noticed uh, this week, uh, while watching the football is that McDonald's have got a new ad okay. and in the McDonald's ad um, which they played in the middle of the Wimbledon West Ham match so mm. it makes sense from a sporting context but in the, it's basically the little scenario is this is two women in a lift and um, they start off sort of staring each at each other with a bit of contempt, like you tend to do in a lift. Yeah. And then become <laughs> they become great friends because the lift gets blocked. Oh, so yeah. the lift is trapped, right? So it's trapped between mm. floors. And they end up um, swapping swapping clothes with each other, and they become good friends. Right. And the uh, the punchline to the uh, to the thing, the uh, denouement, if I may. Yes. The denouement is the fact that uh, the guy who's rescuing them puts a McDonald's meal in through the through the lift at the top and I thought if you've been trapped in a lift for 14 hours the last thing you want is I'm sure McDonald's is fine food and all 100% fine chicken and all that but the smell of McDonald's you know if you get on a train and somebody gets on with McDonald's two carriages down you can still smell it quite pungent you think Martin it's pungent you know it's fried food and it's you know I don't know what they fry I'm sure it's the best vegetable oil (laughs) but it is fried food and you really if you've been trapped in a lift the last thing you want is a McDonald's You'd probably be being, starving, though, wouldn't you? I you mean, would you, be starving. You'd devour it. Well, maybe you would. Well, if, what would fact, you like? The what would you like? A sort of something in a red I wine would, jus? I, w- I would like um, a jamon bear from um, Pret-a-Manger. Oh, OK. Well, because because the, anybody, anybody else <laughs> yes. want to put any orders in? If you're stuck well, in a lift, what are you ordering? I've, I've always thought that if it was... It's a be, bit partridge, that, isn't it? If you're stuck in a lift, what would you order? Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, a, great, that's a great phone-in. That's an hour. That, that, that's I, on my hour. list of my last meal list. Everyone's got a last meal list, haven't they? No, they haven't. Why are you expecting <laughs> to be on death row? I am, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, everyone's got... Yeah, we've all done it. We've all basically thought I could end up on death row and I need to know what my last meal's... No one has, any. Be a sausage egg McMuffin, can I say? And well, a lot no. of people. That's honestly oh, death row last I, big fan. <clears throat> death row last meals. It is a, a McDonald's is quite quite the staple. Apparently, a lot of people do go for it, Martin. So I know, would go well. I go for Jamon Bear even <laughs> if I was on death row because uh, I don't believe they've opened Pret a Manger in the states. I don't know there's one in Texas near no the, near, near, near yeah. where I'm going to be got, on death row. It's all got a bit dark. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. They, I would get a stay of execution while they uh, uh, while they had to go to the nearest prep, which is probably in Fenchurch well, Street. Should, yes. Yeah, it's a long way from Biloxi, isn't it? it really, certainly <laughs> it <could> take them <laughs> hours. <laughs> Martin got an extra eight hours of yeah. life. Well, this has all got a bit dark. Yeah. We were in a lift McDonald's earlier on. Yes. 
no, it is the best sandwich they do in uh, Pret-a-Manger. Oh, OK. So <laughs> Are you looking for a free one next time you're there? No, I've been half going to Pret-a-Manger and I've tried all the other sandwiches <laughs> and that is the best oh, okay. one. OK. It's, it's odourless as well from Martin's point of view. You yeah. got any other sport? Or you might have time for one more if you're exhausted. I've pretty well exhausted it. But I did enjoy the, uh, I, I did enjoy the Larry Grayson documentary. I don't know whether you saw it. I've, I've not seen oh, it. No. brilliant. So That's I'm, not sport. He wasn't, he was, he was rugby league, wasn't he, Larry Grayson? <laughs> yes, he did. He he did yes. It, for Featherstone <laughs> Rovers, didn't he, for he a couple of seasons. There was a guy called Grayson who played rugby league, oh, and I can't remember. There really it wasn't was. Larry, though. Yeah. It was. No, it wasn't Larry. But there was a rugby He drag a chair on the pitch before the game, didn't he? That seems like a nice boy. Yeah. It was very, very good. I'd recommend catching up on that. Okay. It's become a kind of generic. There's nothing wrong with it. We've moved away from sport. Well, only and a again, bit. you have to. You've got to become a more rounded well, person. Well, you know, I really? found I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. I mean, if you go back to when I was doing it on The Guardian, yeah. um, I can't remember, it's 1990s. Wow. I started doing mm. the 1990s. My producer on talk radio was born the year I started doing it, you know, and she's 47 now. Yeah. But, you know, I, uh, I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. I've got to the point where a football match is a football match. <laughs> you know, apart from, a, you know. Well, unless it's West Ham. Yeah. Unless it's West Ham, which I've obviously you, enjoyed. Some... I enjoyed the uh, Spurs. I think Spurs were great the other yeah, the, the yeah, other yeah. I enjoyed watching that but there's not a lot to say about it is there no there's not really. Martin maybe which is why we ended up on death row um, <laughs> we'll catch up with you we're actually on your yeah, show tomorrow tomorrow we're guest starring uh, yes actually what two, time do you want us in three o'clock in the morning yes okay um, but it's not uh, Friday night it's Saturday night Sunday morning Saturday night S- Sunday, Sunday morning. morning in an Albert that's Finney style fine film yeah yeah it was a fine film yeah we'll, uh, we'll do that we're on Martin's show we're guesting on Martin's show on talk radio you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, now we know what Andy will have when he's on death row. That's one of the best things to come out of today's show, I think. Andy's death row meal. I just can't think what he'd do that would... Oh, actually, I can. So uh, let's uh, let's bring you that extra clip, as promised. And it was Stuart Pierce, Andy, wasn't it? It was. And it's that classic thing of sometimes when you're on air, you kind of halfway for a word, you kind of stop and you go yeah, on to a different point. you have another thought and you yeah. move on to another point. But this word is not the word to do it. It isn't, no. It isn't. It isn't right. I think once you've committed to play for a country, I personally would be more than happy. Once you commit to play for a country... That's the word yeah, he was saying. Never, never back out and move on to a supplementary <laughs> point when you're halfway through the word country, really. I think that's <laughs> fair to say. So there we are. Yeah. Thank you. Couldn't, sadly couldn't play on the air. Yeah, of course. But there you are, podcast listener. Bit of added value. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we will catch up with you on Monday. Have a fantastic uh, weekend. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 